0: Listen is It's me, Alex. Welcome. This is a very ill-prepared Alex cast. I actually don't even have my Google Keeps open, so while I do that, I'm going to tell you about some things. I had a conversation last night with another human whose shall remain named Eric Arneson. And I was telling him how I got flack in the younger days of the Alex cast, uh, back when I had a somewhat sizable audience that... They disliked cross-pollinization in that um, people that are there for the podcast got annoyed when I talked about writing. The people, you know, the few people that are there for writing kind of got annoyed that there was like a podcast thing. And they wanted differentiation. They wanted a, a way to follow one aspect or the other. So I, I tried to do that uh, with com, which is only writing. AlexCast.com is only AlexCast stuff, podcast. And uh, I tried to keep a... You know, you don't know. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep like a differentiation because people get annoyed. Uh, It chases people away. But I have realized while talking to Eric last night that what I should do is that since people got chased away anyway, is that I should just tell everybody about everything immediately. And every time I talk, I should do that because then there's a chance people would listen. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, Eric was talking, so I just kind of spaced out and started thinking about me. (laughs) That's not true. Um, Yeah, so he brings a good point. So, on this, the Alex cast, I will tell you that if you go to Amazon.com, I have books, and I've written a novel called Periphery. I've written a short story collection called The Theravada Machine and Other Stories, and I have a poetry and short story collection from a million years ago called The Void Sutras. But you should get... um, Get the Terravada Machine and other stories. It's available on Amazon and Powells.com. And probably probably just about everywhere else, I think. I haven't really looked. But the point is, that exists. If you already have that book and you want to support me elsewise, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Alex Bolin. A L E X X B O L L E N. Alex Bolin. Do that. And a reminder alexbolan.com, There is a sign up on the top right corner. It says subscribe. Wait, let's do it right now. It doesn't say subscribe. It says A-L-E-X-X-B-O-L-L-E-N dot com. And assuming your your ad blocker doesn't, it'll say newsletter email address. If you put that in, you'll get email updates from me about when the uh, comic book is coming out, which uh, is coming out soon. We already have the first issue completely finished. It's in the books. It's locked. But, um... We're not entirely sure how we're going to do distribution. I think it's going to be on Eric's, Eric, uh, Eric Miller. Ooh, sorry, Millar. Um, he's got an Etsy. Um we're probably just going to put the physical copies there, or if you know us in person, and probably some comic book shops around Portland. Um, so that's it. Yeah, it's called Worms Edition. W Y R W. Y-R-M-apostrophe-S edition. It's a, about a fictional place in fictional Portland called Worms Edition. It's got occultism in it. It's good. So, these are the things I do other than podcast. I have laid them out for you, like the Chitari in the Avengers. I'm not sure what that meant. I, I saw the Avengers on the screen next to me for amazon prime was saying i should watch it i'm not going to watch it i mean it will probably, you know again at some point but not right now this episode's already going really great i'm glad i'm doing it <laughs> um okay i have my notes up i told you about books i told you about patreon I told you about comic book yeah that's all the important stuff oh yeah and i have a movie podcast called john and alex hate stuff that's with me and my co-host john wherein we watch movies and discuss them you should listen to that show. Really subscribe, and share it. Oh, that's the other thing. I never tell you about this. So, um, the best thing you could do if you listen to this show, which you do, because you wouldn't you wouldn't know this if if you didn't listen to the show. That's the only way these things are getting in your ears. Is uh, if you like the show, uh, or John and Alex hate stuff, or my books, or anything. If there's any kind of enjoying happening, here's the things you can do to help. Sign up for Patreon. If you don't want to spend money links like just post about it like be like hey i like this this podcast i like this guy's book like spread the word as best you can because that's the only way independent people get noticed is that if everybody spreads the word if everybody helps everybody everybody does better so you as part of everybody should post about the 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 creators that you like and not not like famous people like joe rogan doesn't need your help um Serial doesn't need your help. And yet you... People keep posting about that shit. That doesn't... You don't need help. I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't post about that. It's just... You know, help us out. Help me out. Help Arneson out. Help, uh... I don't know why I just called him Arneson. That was weird. Eric Arneson. uh, Arnomancy. Help him. Do... do, do, Support... Support those people. And... Yeah. This whole episode is just going to be me talking about how you can help. And then... Nothing comes of it. (laughs) But... Yeah. Oh, I did get a new patron. Uh, so thank you to that person. Um, I don't have their name in front of me. I wonder, I can probably find it out. I don't have anything planned for this episode. So this is going to be a lot of like me looking stuff up on the internet. I have some questions from the audience to answer, but I don't have, I don't have much. Uh, I don't have much questions, much topics, much topics, much and many topics, not, not to be having. Thank you very much, Chitari. Um, sign in. How does one do that? Okay, logging in. This is a long way to go just to say someone's name. So, patreon.com slash Alex Mullen and, um, one of the many things I could use if I ever got um, more patronage or, you know, any kind of income from any of this stuff is, uh, ...is better internet speed... ...because it is fucking crawling right now. Okay. Relationship manager? How do I see who just signed up? This is really exciting. Um, this is the kind of high-paced... ...action you can get. Um, there we go. David Margareta. Thank you very much... ...for your donation. I don't... Uh, I'm, I'm quite positive... I didn't pronounce your last name right. But, uh, very much appreciate the patronage. Uh, as well as the other people on the Patreon, which I've thanked before. You are delightful. Okay, so... I have things that you audience people asked about. Oh, yeah, and if you want me to talk about anything, go to at the AlexCast on Twitter. Or the AlexCast on Facebook. Or email AlexCast at gmail.com. And you can be like, hey Alex, I want you to talk about this. That's the thing that I... I mean, if I may blame you guys a little bit more. Um, I feel like if I had a, a podcaster that I listen to that is so willing to just read shit that the audience sent in and answer dumb questions, I would I would take advantage of this more often than than you all are. Cause you can just make me say stuff. I'm 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 a, like a wind up monkey. I've been doing the show for too long. I'm out of things to talk about. So you just write me, just like, hey, Alex, I want you to talk about this nonsense. I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll talk about that nonsense because it's content. It's all I want. That sweet, sweet tent. Speaking about tent. Here are questions from the audience. One Master Alex Coppersmith asks, did you know there is a Pokemon named Alcremie and it's a fairy cake? Uh, no, I did not know that. Uh, well, actually, then I look at it. Yes, I did know that. I played Pokemon Shield recently, and by that, I mean Pokemon Sword, maybe Shield. I don't really know the difference, and I forget which one I chose, but they came out at the same time. Apparently, this is a common Pokemon thing, but I figured I'm 39 years old. I might as well play a Pokemon game, you know, just it's something to do and, you know, just kind of spin my wheels, wait to die. It's a fun game. You should, you should play it, but there was an Alcremie in there. Uh, it's like a weird cupcake-looking thing. It's not a cupcake. It's a fairy cake. Is it a fairy-type? Because I know there's fairy-type Pokemon. Because if it's a fairy-cake and it's not a fairy-type Pokemon, that'd be some bullshit. Pokemon's weird. They have, like, um, Alcremie is a um, vaguely anthropoid Pokemon with a body composed of whipped cream. Its head resembles several dollops of whipped cream. This is from Bulbapedia. Um, oh, it is a fairy type, code. Okay, yeah, it kind of looks like um, like um, remember that thing from the eighties, uh, uh, strawberry shortcake, that doll that like smelled nice. It kind of looks like if you murdered strawberry shortcake and her ghost came to haunt you, but is also anime. Uh, that's that's what <laughs> that's what El Creamy looks like. It evolves from Milsuri, Milsuri, milk, Milsuri, uh, while holding a sweet. when its trainer spins and strikes a pose. Oh boy. Uh, the form it takes upon evolving depends on time of day, the length of the spin, and whether the trainer is spinning clockwise or counterclockwise. It is also dependent on the type of suite that is held. Jesus. Uh, Milsuri is, um, oh, Milsuri is like, oh, it's a cream Pokemon. And it um it it looks like um sentient milk droppings. Ugh. Uh oh this yeah, there's more of this if the if if you spin Witter shins you can get Al creamy. If you spin other things. Ugh ooh. Wow. So you can evolve into vanilla cream, Al creamy, ruby cream, matcha cream, mint cream, lemon cream, salted cream, ruby swirl cream, caramel swirl, rainbow swirl. Um, but that one you have to spin anti-clockwise for more than 10 seconds between 7 pm and 7.59 pm. Holy fuck. This is some hard ass shit. Uh yeah. Um Pokemon's weird. I played that whole game. There's there's an aspect in Pokemon, the new the new one for Nintendo Switch. That's called uh, Gigamaxing. And basically, Gigamax is you become like giant kaiju Pokemon. You know, like uh, um, Godzilla-sized Pokemon. And then you you kill each other while that size... Uh, while Gigamaxed. It's a fun little mechanic. I don't really get the point because, you, you know... Two big Pokemon fighting against each other is the same as two small Pokemon, but I mean it looks badass, so that's that's kind of the thing. Um, yeah, that game was fun. I wasted a few, quite a few hours playing it. It's not as long as I would have liked. There's this build, so the whole concept is that the there's these uh, mystery behind the Giga Maxing. I don't want to give away anything for people that are willing to play that bucket. I have to stop talking about Pokemon. Uh, and then you have to, like, train yourself up to be the best Pokemon master ever, which seems to be all of the games are like that. I remember that from the original Pokemon show from when I was in, like, middle school. Um, but... Uh, yeah, there's, like, this magical energy that makes you get giant and fight each other. And that is Alex's thoughts on, on Pokemon. I'm sorry that you asked. Uh, Steph Quick wants to know, why would a lesbian pagan want to make a homunculus? um well you said homo i wonder is that like a is that like a weird like kind of sexist joke like lesbian homo and i bet you it's just like a, a typo i also don't know why a lesbian pig would have anything i mean i don't really understand the question what, what does someone's sexual preference have to do with wanting to make a homunculus? Also, why would a pagan want to make a homunculus? It's, it's, it's a Jewish thing, isn't it? Like the, aren't homunculus, oh no, no, no. I'm thinking of, what is that thing, what's that weird clay creature, um, like, there's one in Prague, I'm going to type in clay creature Jewish, um, oh, that's a golem I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, homunculus is like those little tiny weird human things. Uh, back in back in the days before my microscopy <laughs> microscopes, uh, they f- there was a school of thought that inside of sperm there was just tiny tiny <laughs> homunculi, little tiny humans, and then when it goes into goes into the lady's tummy. It grew into a full-size human. Adorable. So, uh, yeah. Uh, lesbian wanted to make homunculus is... I mean, why would anybody want to make him homunculus? Uh, they wanted an adorable, you know... Uh... Disgusting insult to God inside of a jar on your desk. The Same reason anybody makes homunculus. Um, how would you banish a poltergeist? Uh... I mean, how would I banish a poltergeist? I'd probably do um, like a smudge ritual, which I know is a a hot topic these days because um, kind of basic, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch people have now taken up witchcraft and it's become a whole annoying thing, but, uh, as, as an old school practitioner, I probably would try some kind of smudging, you know, like just white sage and some chanting picture, white light, you know, cleanse the room, uh, tourmaline and all exits and windows. If That doesn't work. I would, um, I'd probably return the DVD copy of Poltergeist that I have to like, you know, like drop it off at Goodwill or something. Um, that could help, uh, maybe, uh, maybe do that, uh, lesser banishing ritual, you know, the, to the North aerial that, that whole thing with the four cardinal points and all the, all the, all the crazy angel names. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, do that. Um, and then maybe, um, maybe throw stuff back at the poltergeist and be like, yeah, how do you like it, asshole? We're both trying to live here. How about you calm the fuck down? Because I find yelling, calm the fuck down, usually helps. That usually calms people down a lot. Um, I find sarcasm and yelling is the best way to really diffuse a situation. Um, And throwing stuff. So throw stuff at at the poltergeist. And finally, she asks, Steph Quick that is, please let us know your thoughts on the philosophy of eternal return. I think about this a lot. That sounds sarcastic, but I am not. Uh, so the Eternal Return is uh, this uh, Nietzsche, 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 whatever the fuck you say his name, uh, is one person that wrote about it, the idea of like kind of recurrence. I don't know him that well. Uh, so here's what I'm going to answer uh, in my Alex cast sort of way in which I'll just answer something that's vaguely related. So uh, one of the there's uh, so one of the there's three ways the universe works. Three ways the universe ends, and then um, there's the, there's the concept of the anthropic principle, uh, wherein we're in the of course we're in the universe that we're in, and it's not miraculous because we couldn't be in the universe we weren't in. That in that just by making the observation, uh, we're in the version of the universe you know in the you know a parallel reality kind of thing uh, that humans can exist. So in that universe, three ways the universe dies. It's uh, is. Uh, 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 f- Forever expanding. It's the cold death of the universe. Um, uh, retraction, which is uh, this kind of... I'll get back to that. And then there's, uh, like, homeostatic, where... Uh, so cold death is basically... Uh, gravitation isn't strong enough to hold the universe together, essentially. Or, the you know, the mass in the universe. And it just keeps expanding forever outwards. Um, everything gets too far away from each other to interact. Uh, everything pulls apart atoms slow and everything just freezes into nothingness. There is, uh, no, you know, there's full energy loss, and that is the death of the universe. A homeostatic universe, which is probably not the right term for it, but the universe in homeostasis has the perfect amount of gravity, uh, wherein it expands to a certain point and then stops, but doesn't retract back in, that it's, uh, you know, fully balanced, like a scale. Uh, that's the best one for humans, because uh, we can not, Horribly smushed or frozen to death in this one. The other one is uh, the, the the retraction idea is that um, the universe explodes out, and when that kind of uh, impetus of creation slows down enough, and and when I say slow, I, I I'm not using the proper physics terms, obviously. I'm also not using the proper you know spiritual terms, but you get this is this is a colloquial speech, so I just don't want to hear any corrections from from you ants out there. Um, the, the universe spreads out enough that uh, a kind of uh, slows down and gravity starts uh, re-coalescing the universe back into its crunched state. So it's Big Bang, expansion, Big Crunch. So the universe starts shrinking back into itself and it becomes infinitesimally small and explodes back out again. Which is what we see as the, in quotes, Big Bang, is all it is is the trough of a waveform, of the waveform universe that just keeps exploding and contracting, exploding, contracting, exploding, contracting, in an infinite dance of creation and destruction. Like, some Hindu lady. Her name may be Shiva. I just wasn't entirely confident on that because I haven't spoken out loud for a while and um, my words are hard and make sound hard is my brain. (laughs) So uh, the idea of infinite recurrence in a universe that doesn't have uncertainty in it, which is uh, uh, the one that I thought about when I was young. So when I heard this theory of this, um, well, I think I came up with part of this theory. Obviously, I didn't. I mean, other people came up with it, but, like, I had the idea that if there is gravity, the universe would shrink, explode back out, shrink, explode back out. It just seemed natural to me when I was young. But I had the kind of clockwork mechanistic thing of, like, you know, the, uh, like Newton-style universe that if there is a certain set of rules that govern the universe, and there is no uncertainty. I didn't know the word uncertainty when I came up with this. I was, you know, five. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My, my five, I may have been twelve. I don't know. I, did, I was young. The point is, in a universe with no uncertainty, the big crunch would happen, and then everything would kind of replay. So in my head, it'd be like, "Oh, I would be having this day again." Um, you know, the rules are so in st- force and strict, uh, in strict um, abidance. I don't know what I'm saying, but like, everything would be exactly the same. The the you know the when they say the sh- the shattered coffee cup would reform itself, uh, you know um this conversation would happen be happening again in the next universe down as the as the crunch uh comes back out and i thought about this a lot but unfortunately or fortunately probably probably fortunately cuz this is the only universe in which we can actually have true free will uh we have there's uncertainty in the universe um that depending on observation depending on how things play out and randomness which does exist in the physics of the universe uh, the universe replaying itself in a perfect pattern can't happen. So this conversation likely isn't going to repeat in 24 trillion years. Like this, uh, this assortment of atoms won't be in an assortment of atoms that look like a house. Um, that won't happen. No, you know, in in parallel universe next door, probably will happen. In surely infinite brain universe where there's an infinite number of universes. Recurring infinitely with infinite number of choices happening next to each other. I'm having this conversation an infinite number of times right now. The point is, um, eternal return in a physics thing, um, is something I thought about when I was young and isn't true. Um, it could be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I went to school for poetry. I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. But, um, the other concept of eternal return in a, um reincarnation kind of idea of that like you know what once was will always be and will be again kind of thing of the assemblage of kind of thought patterns that is me let's say uh has been before and will be again so whatever this is this this variable x which is alex um existed in you know 1804 and reconstituted now and whatever the the primal non-i ego thing is reborn and maybe that's the eternal return or uh nothing is eternal and uh we're all just random bits of entropy just slowly sloughing off cells on our way to you know the eternal light switch going off it's probably probably the more likely one Hale Dawkins. Um, yeah, there's, there's that. Alright, so I've been talking for 23 minutes. I think that's long enough. You know what they say is, uh, it's always good to end on a note of the universe is materialistic and, uh, and there's nothing beyond it. Just a slow decay of atoms. Motion and the void. You should listen to atoms, motion, and the void. Sherwin Lees. It's a much better show than this one. I haven't said it in a while. He's the guy that did the theme song. Uh, Addonsmotion.com, I think. Uh, just search for Addonsmotion in the void. The first telling. Some of the best storytelling. Some of the best podcast production you'll ever hear in your life. Fucking beautiful. So good. Uh, you, should, you should definitely do that. Uh, oh, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even open my right file here. Okay, so those are the questions. I actually have a file that says stuff to talk about on the podcast. And it's usually, here we go. Um, it says, uh, mentioned the Patreon. I did that. It says Mibcus Entsy. Um, I did that. Um, propose a group spell. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, so I had this idea of, uh, okay, you're going to have to get back to me on this. So, uh, on Twitter at the Alex cast, uh Alexcast at gmail dot com uh or Facebook uh the Alexcast. So I I th- wanna do like a group spell. And I'm not sure what form it would take. I'm kind of playing around with the idea of like maybe like so um let's just uh, okay. uh, uh um what would I? What would I? What's something I need in the universe? Uh, uh, my book selling better or whatever. Like people, more people reading my books. Okay, and just I'm looking. There's a copy of the book on the table across from me. So it's just we're throwing this idea out there. That it's probably not going to be this, but let's say that's going to be the spell. We're gonna we're gonna try as a group to do that. Maybe it would be like a. Hmm. My thought was like we could do like a sigil and then – or like a sigil mantra sort of thing and then – oh, that's – oh, that's – okay. I think I'm getting an idea here. All right, so what we could do is we figure out what kind of uh, spell we want to do and I think it's got to be something that's demonstrable, which is why I was thinking like book sales or uh, uh, more people listening to the show or – uh, finding me a girlfriend, or something like that. I know those are all, like, about me, but, um... I'm, I mean, if you if you have a better idea for somebody else, I'm fine with it. It doesn't have to be me. But I was thinking something like that, because that's easy to kind of see. Like, we can't do, like, um, you know, uh, hex the president, because you don't see it. Like, it's, it's, there's, there's not a tangible result. I think the idea The uh, for magic to work, you need like a a thing you can focus on, like a like a locus, like the the that you could meld reality around. So, all right, so pitch me ideas. Once we figure it out, I figure we'll do. I'll I'll do the kind of uh uh spell work thing that I do to get mantras from uh desire which is a weird way to word it. But basically, there's a a numerology slash alphabet system. There's a thing I do in my spiritual practice in which you can turn uh, kind of the working of a spell or the working of an idea into a mantra. So maybe I'll... So let's pitch ideas to me. I'll do my magic woo-woo stuff, figure out the mantra, and then I'll give it to you guys on the show. And maybe we can do like a... All right, let's everybody try to channel it a couple times a day for the next couple weeks or something for the people that are involved. Or something like that. Or maybe we can do, we could do like a, like a sigil. We could draw a sigil somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's the, yeah, maybe I could, as a group, we could make a sigil and then like print it out and like put it under our pillow or something. I know that it's like a little cutesy, but like, or do like a, like a witch jar. Like we could get a mason jar, or put a sigil or something in there. Um... Put some magic herby shit. And then, you know, kind of put our focus of intent on that. Or something. I I think maybe I like the mantra thing. Because this is an audio deal. That'd be kind of fun. Oh, and then we could like chant it together. Oh, I love this. Okay, yeah. So you guys could pitch me some ideas of uh, what we can do a spell on. Um, So uh, either shit to help me. Which is totally self-serving. But uh, I can't think of other ones that are easy to kind of prove um so if anybody else has an idea like if somebody else you know uh needs a new job or something you know we could try to focus that we could do that you know but you you get the idea it's got to be something like kind of uh easy to to enact and see it happen which is like i that's why i think of things with like um monetary concern you know like book sales or, or i could see my downloads if they go up or down or um i would certainly notice if a girlfriend was in the room with me um Shh, Don't say anything. I'm trying to trick them. I don't, I don't, I was pretending to whisper at some, no one's been in this room, uh, for weeks. I'm, I'm dying of loneliness. Uh, so no, we'll do like a mantra thing. So if somebody like, if one of, if somebody out there has like a, a good idea, like, oh yeah, my, um, I don't know, my kid lost his teddy bear. Maybe we could, like, do, like, a group spell to find the teddy bear or something. You know, you get the idea. Something tangible and thing. So pitch me ideas uh, at the AlexCast or uh, email AlexCast at gmail.com or Facebook, uh, the AlexCast. Yeah, let's do, like, a group spell thing and be fun. And if you have another way to take the to have the spell work, uh, pitch that at me, too. Uh, the only thing is, um, no, okay, here's what we're going to do. Once we figure out, once we figure out what kind of spell we want to do, I'm going to come up with a mantra. And then if you guys have your own, like, because I know there's a lot of uh, uh, practitioners that are listening. Everybody can kind of in their own way, like, so if you're into planetary magic, figure out what kind of, like, planetary influences you have and, like, do it that. And, like, do your own version of it. And then we'll kind of, like, reconvene, uh, you know, a few episodes down the line and see if something came of it. I think that's the best way to do it, but I'm willing to hear other ideas, because this is probably a stupid idea, but it seems fun and why not? What the hell else are we doing with our lives? I mean you got you, you're probably doing stuff. I'm not. I'm, I'm rambling into a microphone in my in my apartment, just talking to myself. Waiting to die. I'm way too down this episode, sorry. Uh that's it. Uh yeah. Okay, so there is the idea uh, group spell. Good. It's up there. I'm going to bring this back to uh, you next time and we'll see how it goes and, uh, see if anybody's remotely interested. Yeah. We we're not married to the idea, but if it happens, it happens. Cool. So that's been it. I've been Alex. You've been, uh, uh, you know, you. If for some reason you're still listening to this episode this far in, remember, uh, Patreon and all that stuff that I said at the beginning because it's really important. Like, it's like super important. Like, I, this, I've been, I've been doing this for nine years, nine, over nine years, going on 10 years of doing this, um, and I don't, I don't have ads in the show, I don't, I don't, I don't ask much, <laughs> just help, just, sp- just help, he- help me, okay, bye, love you, namaste.